Hey leaders, welcome to our Connections podcast. I'm Kelly Jordan, and our guest today is Mandy Arioto, the president and CEO of MOPS International. Recently, Mandy spoke during our Leader Lab, which was part of MomCon, our annual incredible weekend for moms and leaders. She shared stories of her own MOPS experience and challenges us to live generously. Let's listen to Mandy, recorded live at MomCon. together, I want to talk a little bit about leadership and influence. But before we get into that, I have to tell you something that happened to me at Target two weeks ago. So you guys know a lot of random stuff happens to me. I, don't, I think I inherited it from my mom. I'm almost certain because the same thing happens to her. But it was one of those holy moments when I'm in Target by myself, right? My kids are with dad. And so like I can leisurely stroll through the aisles and take my time. But um, I had been drinking a lot of water that day because I was trying to fend off a UTI, which I know is way too much information, but we're all friends, so that's what was going on. So I go into the restroom, and um, I go into the stall, and I notice that there's a woman next to me in the stall, because I can see her feet there. And so I get down to business, and um, I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden I hear, hey, how you doing? And I'm like, oh no, like is she talking to me? And it's all happening really fast, right? So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to say anything. And then I hear, everything going okay? And I'm like, she's going to keep talking to me even if I don't talk to her, so I might as well just answer. So I'm like, yeah, it's going great. (laughs) And then like a second later, she's like, did you find any good sales today? And I go, well, I found a box of Cliff Bars for $2 off, and they're my favorite, so I guess so. And at that point, I'm, like, finishing up, and I walk out of the stall, and, like, a second after that, she's like, well, I'm thinking about making lasagna tonight. Do you want to come over for dinner? (laughs) You guys, there are so many thoughts going through my head, and it's all happening so fast, right? And I'm like, I, like, I've never even met you. I don't really think I should come over to your house for dinner. Well, at that point, she walks out of the stall, and she's on her cell phone. (laughs) You guys. I have been talking to someone this whole time thinking we're having this conversation and it's a totally one-sided conversation. And that kind of random stuff happens to me all the time. All the time. And I kind of secretly love it because it always makes for a great story too. Here's the thing, when I look at my life, There are so many random things that kind of stack up and in some weird way they start to make sense. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about that, but before I do, can we pray together and consecrate this time? God, you are holy and good. And so, Lord, we just invite you here. May your spirit fill the room so much so that when we breathe in, we sense your presence. Thank you for all you are doing through MOPS and through the leaders present here. Lord, would you make us a powerful force bringing Jesus to the world, to women who desperately need to hear about him. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So I stand here right now as president and CEO of Mops International. Seven years ago, possibly to this day because we used to meet on Thursdays, I was standing in the kitchen at Riverview Church in Bonsall, California, making coffee for my Mops group. My best friend Jen and I were co-hospitality coordinators, and so we would show up early and make coffee, 
so that women in an unfamiliar setting had something familiar to hold on to. Two years before that, my friend Jen had invited me to this MOPS group that had a super weird name and sounded a little bit lame, and so I said, I'm, I don't know if that's my deal. But she knew I was about to have our third baby, and she knew I desperately needed some encouragement, and so she practically forced me to show up. And because I loved her and trusted her, I decided to go. The year before that, Jen invited me over to her in-law's house to take our kids uh, swimming. Um, Our boys had just become best friends at preschool, and so she thought we should become best friends as well. Jen had just had her second baby and was totally unfazed by the idea of getting into a bathing suit, and so that made me love her immediately. And so we became friends at that point. A year before that, Joe and I had just moved to a new city, and we didn't know anyone. And every day, I prayed the same two prayers. Amongst other things, the things I prayed for certainly were that God would bring me one friend who really knew me, and that God would help me to be a part of something that was bigger than myself. And the crazy thing is that the invitations couple small invitations from one woman entirely changed the trajectory of my entire life. And it is astounding to me that God uses people to answer prayers. Another quick little story. Last Friday, I was uh, coming home from work, and there's a list of things that are going on in my mind as I'm driving home because I know I have to get ready for MomCon, right? So the list is starting to stack up of things that have to get accomplished before I can head out on Wednesday. And I'm start, I can feel my energy starting to get a little bit crazy, right? And so I walk through my door, and the scenario I walk into is my husband's at the kitchen table returning some emails, and my three kids are in the family room having a snack and watching a little TV because they had just gotten off the bus. And it is like peaceful and serene and everything is calm. And I walk in the door and it is like I am a tornado, right? I'm like, babe, what are we having for dinner? Because I need to know right now what we're having for dinner because I have to plan out dinner for the next seven days for you guys. I need you to decide tonight what we are having. And then I go into the, the family room. I'm like, kids, I need your laundry in the laundry room. I need to like get it all done before I go. I need you to pick up those wrappers. I need you to turn the freaking TV off and get going. <laughs> the dogs, I'm like, dogs, go outside because I can't even deal with you right now. And so into this serene environment, I bring my tornado. And do you know what happened within like 15 minutes of me being home? My kids are fighting. The dogs are like running around in crazy circles throughout our entire house. Joe, my husband, is like pissed off that the dogs got in the trash. And it is a fiasco, right? So into the serene calm, I bring my crazy. And all of a sudden, everything around me is crazy as well. Has this ever happened to anyone else? Yeah. So I'm laying Charlotte, my youngest daughter, down that night, and she's like, Mom, can I be honest with you? I'm like, oh, no. She's like, for some reason, when you feel stressed, our entire house feels stressed. And when you feel happy, our entire house feels happy. So I really need you to focus on feeling happy.
as moms, we have this tremendous power to influence our families, don't we? And the truth is, it's not just our families. It's everywhere we go where we have tremendous potential to influence people. And so how is this possible? How does this happen? Scientists tell us that we are open-loop creatures. And what that simply means is that we can influence one another. You can influence me. I can influence you. We can change our emotions, our attitudes. If we were closed-loop creatures, if I felt sad right now, I would feel sad for the rest of my life because nothing could change. I'd just be stuck that way. But because we can influence one another, we can change our emotions and attitudes and the things we bring to the world and each other. And I don't think that this is on accident. I think it goes back to the very beginning of creation when God scoops up dirt from the ground and breathes into it. And he makes us creatures who are meant to be breathed into by God our entire lives. Breathed into with God's life and his hope and his joy and his truth. But the problem is we live with this open loop, right, our entire lives. But instead of turning our open loop toward God, we turn it in a different direction, And we become subject to emotions and attitudes that rob our joy and steal our life, not only from us, but from the people around us. And so the question becomes for us, are we willing to choose to show up fully into the life God has given us and influence people with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control? Or are we going to bring attitudes and emotions that create a tornado. And so I want to start in Matthew 5. Because in Matthew 5, God gives us a clue about how he wants us to show up in the world. And this is what it says. And I'm going to read from the message because it's so beautiful how it phrases it. It's 513. Let me tell you why you are here. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, You don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be gracious with your lives. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, our generous Father in heaven. And the phrase that just sticks out at me over and over again in that passage is be generous with your lives, which in so many ways feels like leadership to me. And leadership's actually a word that I really dislike. It always felt aggressive or manipulative to me, like something I couldn't attain. And so I wonder if this is our opportunity to redefine leadership into simply being generous with our lives generously inviting people over for dinner, generously telling people what we see in them, generously telling them about the good news of Jesus, not only with our words, but also with our actions. Because that feels a lot 
like something our fellow open loop creatures could benefit from. I don't know if this is the case for you, but as a mom, I am continually apologizing for how my car smells. And I have this really irrational fear that my house smells like wet dog and teenage feet. And it might be that irrational fear that has led me to pray a really weird prayer over the past year. And so the prayer I've been praying is that I would smell like Jesus. Which is odd because when Jesus walked the earth, he probably smelled like B.O. and olive oil. But, um, <laughs> but that has been my prayer. And it actually comes out of 2 Corinthians 2.15, where it says, you are the fragrance of Christ. Have you ever hugged someone and like hours later after they're gone, you can still smell their perfume on you? I have breakfast with a friend of mine once a month and every single time I leave her, hours later I'll be at home and I'm like, I smell like Elisa. I can smell Elisa on me. And so that has been my prayer over the past year, that when people interact with me, that they would go home and hours later, that they would smell Jesus, that it would just stay with them because the fragrance of Christ seeps from my pores. And so that is what I want to charge you with today. Would you go out into the world and reek of Jesus? Would everywhere that you show up be better because you were there? May your homes and your kids and your mops groups and every single place you show up be changed because you have brought the presence of Christ with you. Now I know there's probably a couple of you in this room who are like, man, I know that I have a lot of influence in the world, but seriously, it just feels exhausting right now. Like, breathing is hard. I'm just, like, worn out. I don't have anything to offer the world. And to you, I want to say, perhaps that is the reason God has made us open-loop creatures. That when we turn our open loop toward him, that we can say, God, I need you to fill me with your love and your joy and your peace. And it's interesting that I keep doing this for open-loop It reminds me of the other times we do this. Like when we're in church and we're worshiping. Or did anyone watch the Olympics when someone ran across the finish line and they're like, yes, in celebration. And too often over the past couple months, we have seen people doing this on our television screens in surrender. And so the very act of doing this is celebration and worship and surrender, which feels a lot to me how we are supposed to interact with God every day. With our open loop open to the Holy One who saves us. And so I want to invite you to do something that might feel a little weird. I want to invite you to extend your arms into the air. Well, I pray for you and pray that we all turn our hearts, our souls, our minds to the Lord who fills us with hope and healing and everything that we need in the places that we feel empty. And so put your arms in the air with me as I pray over you. Lord, in worship, in celebration, and surrender, we come before you right now. 
It is the beginning of a holy weekend where we get to encounter you. And so God, we just say, fill up our empty places. Flood our souls with everything that we need. Jesus, that you would take the things that have left us empty or kept us broken and fill us with your love and hope and faith. And God, would you remind us that you have given us influence even if we haven't felt like you have. Make us powerful, God. Help us reek of Jesus as we go into the world. We love you and we thank you for this time together. Amen.